Okay. I am literally so excited about this particular interview that I'm getting ready to do with Dr. Caroline Curley, which rhymes with Hurley. <laughs> and the, the reason why I'm so excited about it is because we have just walked into a brand new year. And like with the stuff that I do as like a psychic medium, so many people feel like they are literally out of their groove and they're trying to figure out how do I get back on track? Well, I literally have Dr. Caroline Curley, who has a PhD and is she's literally um, a professor at the university, a biology professor at the University of California. And she's going to talk about the power of intuition. So let me just go ahead and, and say thank you so much for joining me here on Light Switch, my podcast. Um, what what got you inspired to write this book? That's what I'm really interested in. First of all, thank you a thousand times for having me. It's lovely to be in your energy and to hear you. And I can just feel you just feel fabulous. And shout out to the person in the UK. I was just there last month. I got to go to Edinburgh for a meeting and I loved it. I had never been to Scotland before. So um, hi there over the UK. It's it was cold. Um, anyway, so yes, um, I'm a biology professor. I'm a, I'm a conservation biology professor. I run a lab where we do tons of conservation biology research, but my life is lived. My work is, is a scientist, but my life is lived as a whole human. So I wanted, <laughs> so I wanted to create a very simple very authentic, very easy manual for people to read and follow so they could follow an invitation to not just live in their mental realm, which we all value. We value logic. We value these sort of tangible things that come from our mental realm and invite people to incorporate their entire selves into the way that they live their life and find your guidance groove. And the subtitle is escape unproductive habits. And that's basically the mental stories in your brain that we tell ourselves. And I call those when we have these stories that happen in our brains, I categorize those, those stories into flavors. And the four flavors are, are these unproductive grooves that we can get stuck in where we're in these mental chatter patterns. And those unproductive grooves are when you feel inadequate. So the inadequacy groove then we have the obligation groove, scarcity groove, and unworthy groove. And, and all of those things, we can talk about those things more, but they're all driven by fear. It's fear of appearing inadequate, fear of appearing selfish if you're not doing what you're obligated to do, fear of scarcity that you won't get what's yours unless you grasp at it, and then a fear of being simply unworthy to actually be on this planet as a whole human. So those fears create this chatter in your brain, which create these unproductive grooves. And it's about quieting those and giving yourself the gift of resting into your intuition, your feeling self, your feeling body. And people call intuition all sorts of things. Intuition, spidey sense, guidance, God, spirit, whatever you want to call it, we all have it inside of us. And we just forget that our authentic self is inside and can always be turned to to help us like actually live our life. And the, the inspiration for writing this was a lot of my students, my amazing students at, at University of California, San Diego, who are bright and brilliant and beautiful and committed and 
just motivated. They were having imposter syndrome issues and all kinds of stories that their brains were making up. And they weren't, they were losing touch with their authentic selves. They were losing touch with that part of themselves. That's true. That's radiant. That's beautiful. And I just wanted to create something for them so they could have permission to trust that part of them, to listen to that part of themselves and not always just be spinning in their mental realm. Um, so that was inspiration. Yeah. I love, I love it because you know, your background, I read some of your stories here. I mean, you know, I've read your book. I want to say, I think it's absolutely phenomenal and it's such a beautiful way to take like a structured approach to understanding how life can feel overwhelming. I mean, you guys know, (laughs) Over the last couple of years, what has it been? It's been a little overwhelming. And we it's really forced a lot of us to spend time observing the inside mental chatter. And also a lot of us have been making a lot of really hard choices. Like a lot of people have chosen to come out of partnership. A lot of people have decided, you know what? I don't want to be a lawyer. I was doing it for my parents, right? And so with you being a professor at the University of San Diego, right? I just want to say you're probably connecting to a lot of different people of all different generations. And I have to say one of the th- one of the things that I feel inspired about the younger generations is that they have a really strong desire and call to be authentic, but it doesn't really it doesn't really matter what your age is because I will let you know that at any time, at any age, at whatever year you were actually born, you can fall into inauthentic traps. Yes. Okay. And so this book actually opens up. Okay. Like you guys know, I actually have a separate account where I do true crime mediumship. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) so when you opened up with like, the, the book literally opened up with a Navy SEAL Team 6 operator who was under attack in Iraq. I was like, I wasn't expecting that opening. <laughs> I was like, I mean, it was like, it was like, I'm suddenly in this like thriller. And, um, and it's interesting because it is like a life and death decision-making moment. And then you, then the like, two paragraphs later or one paragraph later, you switch to talking about how bi- birds migrate which is a different type of life and death, really, if you think about it, decision-making, which is just, you know, instinctual animal primal, uh, instinctual decision-making. So sometimes we don't understand that some, the the decisions that we make on a daily can have a sort of life or death. It might not be as intense as the moment in Iraq, but if you take those inauthentic decisions, that's how you start to get caught into um, like a groove that is not serving you. It's not serving your partner. It's not serving your family. It's not serving friends, coworkers, the community at large. So one of the things that I really like here is that you immediately start off by like, um, by a very intense uh, situation on how to be able to understand critical decision-making mm-hmm. and how to become more productive in your life. I mean, I, I would hope that most of us are not under that sort of level of intensity, yeah. but, but our lives are very intense and, and finding different ways that we can literally get back into our groove are, it's really important. So some of the basics that you share in your book, okay right, is how to recognize that you have a choice. And as a psychic medium, okay, I will tell you one of the most powerful things that I share with people here on uh, TikTok or, you know, YouTube, Instagram, all the social networks is you have the power of yes or no. 
Like life will serve something up for you. You always have the power of yes or no. And then you go on to say, recognize that you have a choice. Then you need to set an objective or an intention and then identify the path arising from true guidance and then choose actions accordingly. So you know what's interesting to me is it seems very similar in some regards, okay, without like maybe some of the spiritual woo-woo stuff, but it, how is this different than, let's say, some of the basics of law of attraction and manifestation? So honestly, okay, there's so much I want to follow up on what you just said. So (laughs) the best part of this type of work is it's not new. Camel, you know that these are these ideas are everywhere. They're, they're in Luke Skywalker being told, feel the force, Luke. They're in Frozen 2, where when Anna thinks her sister's dead and, and the snowman has melted and she's, and it, it, basically she's singing the song, hear the voice, make the choice, do the next right thing, right? It's everywhere. So none of it's new. This is just the same message from Zen, from all kinds of outlets, spiritual and non-spiritual told through the lens of Carolyn Curley. So when you, when something comes through you, right, you know, when something's coming through you, that's not of you. That is all this is. This came through me. It's, it's, and it's the, it's through the filter of Carolyn. And so in that way, it can maybe be heard by people who are more comfortable reading something like this from someone who is a scientist. Or does that make sense? So, so oh, absolutely. it's yeah. just another way of seeing so many similar things. And I wanted to also follow up on a couple of things you said. We just came out of this. Wait, uh, wait, can I just put a paragraph in there really yeah. quick? Or a little parentheses. Please. I just want to say one of the things that I like about the way that this book is written, okay, yeah. is that you give specific ways on how to identify when you, you, you are you're out of balance when you're out of your groove and you have it and you break it down into four specific grooves. So I would say that's one of the ways it's immediately different from manifestation is manifestation never wants to identify anything other than you're just trying to manifest the next thing. Yeah. So there is a disconnect from understanding that you actually have a body of experience. You have a history, you have memories, you have trauma. Yeah. And it does, that is not really identified in manifestation. So lately I've had a beef with manifestation. I'm on the record about it <laughs> because I think that sometimes it, it makes people get into toxic positivity, right? But like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm just, all I have to do is switch my vibe and then yeah. I'm just going to, and then I'm going to get what I want. Like, no. I'm just literally going to switch to the vibe of Lamborghini and I'm going to have a new car by next week. But really, <laughs> this is silly, right? I, I have to, I have to say, okay, so this is, the very, very, very basics of the book, yeah. if you could just boil it down, is be authentic. Yeah, be yeah, true. be authentic. And I love when it. you're true, when you're authentic, when you quiet the mind and feel into every single choice with your entire self, you are now in the flow of life. You are not resisting the flow of life by trying to control everything and protect your vulnerability and control your fears. You are going with what is the flow of your life. That may mean you'll get a Lamborghini, but it may mean your car will get smashed and you won't have a car and you'll take the bus for a month. But you were being, you were making choices that were in alignment with your authenticity, your guidance groove. And then the outcome of those choices are, are the, is the flow of life. And, yeah. and it's not necessarily a big house or, or whatever it's, 
but it, I promise it's better because it's true. So you were mentioning the people who left jobs and left partnerships after the upheaval of COVID. And that is exactly what being in your guidance groove is. It is allowing yourself the time, the space, the energy to rest into what is in front of you right now. Is this your authentic path? If it's not, then you're, you can make those choices small and large to find your authentic path and get back on it. And those choices can be really hard. Like if yeah. you're a lawyer and you're making oh great money, but it feels awful yeah. and you start to make a path to become, say, a teacher or a social worker or whatever it is, maybe it's, oh my God, I'm going to make way less money. I'm going to, all these things are going to be different. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm feeling miserable. Then you make the choice to shift. And it's hard. You make less money. Maybe you have to go back to school. Maybe you have to, whatever it is, but feel the ease and contentment within your entire self. And you'll know that you're on the right track. And the best part is if you aren't, if you miss the mark, big deal. You have a million more times to feel into it and try again and feel into it and try again. And, and one more thing I'll say is I opened the story with Chris, the Navy SEAL, because I wanted to make the point that when we're in life and death situations, we follow our intuition. He was following his instincts and intuition. He calls it his spidey sense. And then I come back to him a little later in the book. <laughs> yeah. I know where you're going with that. <laughs> what, were you, what were you doing when people were shooting at you and literally lobbing bombs at your body? And he's like, well, you follow your intuition. You follow your spidey sense. And then when he's confronted with this beautiful woman who he wants to date, he's getting super strong. She'll never trust me. What does he do? He ignores his spidey sense and he dates her because she's beautiful and rich and smart and smart. And what happens four years later when they break up, she never learned to trust him. So it's recognizing when our spidey sense, when our intuition, when our guidance is actually telling us things that we can use and we don't have to be just getting bullets aimed at our head to, to be in these situations where we follow them and, and also forgiving yourself. And maybe the next time it won't take him four years to listen. It'll take him four minutes or four months or four weeks. Does that make sense? Like once you, oh, start, once, yeah. once you start to learn and trust and feel and make decisions from that place, you collect data and you're like, oh my God. And then intuitive the next, data. Yeah. yeah. And the next situation comes along. You're like, wait a minute. It worked for me last time. I'm going to try that again. Yeah. And it so worked. And, and, and so that might be also different from manifestation is you don't know what you want. You just know you would like to feel in alignment. You don't know you not, that might not be what you want. The outcome might not be what you want, but you, you will be in alignment. You will be at ease. You will be authentic in your expression and on your path, um, if that makes any sense. This absolutely, actually, everything you've been saying has been making sense. You've been like cracking the whole runs here the whole time. Um, I also just want to talk about, okay, so part of the reason why I'm able to do like my work as like a medium doing psychic energy work is because of feeling, but also connecting it to the body. And it's really phenomenal how psychology since the 80s and and starting to understand trauma has come across a lot of a a body of new information to expand the ways in which we can heal. 
which is, you know, like the body keeps a score is such a classic book about how trauma is kept within the body. Now, one of the beautiful pieces of this book is that you talk about how the body, okay, from the chest to the abdomen can help you fine tune your authenticity and how to make decisions that are based on alignment. I just want to say the fact that you included that in your book is phenomenal because your body is a way for you to um, it bring information in, right? Cause I'm sure if we go back to Navy seal guy, okay. In his personal life, he was actually getting very physical downloads. It's not just the mental realm. It's also, he felt it physically in his body. So yeah. it, it's, it's phenomenal that you included that. I'm not sure if, if that was just, again, you following your authentic, you know, bringing the flow in on the book, but this also connects to the chakra system. So I don't know if you've ever studied the chakras, but like the heart is at the chest. We have the solar plexus where the, where the seat of power is. And, and that's what really gives you the ability that the, the solar plexus chakra in terms of the chakra energetic system is where you do make those decisions to say yes or no to certain experiences in life. Yeah. And this is for all the five life arenas that you mentioned in your book, which includes school, work, life, okay, uh, family, close, intimate relationships, friendships, as well as the community in which you live in. And I would even extend it, you know, this can be the online community. It's so many yes. New people are connecting in, in new ways. Some people are having online relationships. Some people are have just strictly online friendships. Some people are getting degrees online exclusively, right? It's pretty phenomenal how this world has literally shifted so much. And with the impact of, of technology and with being actually just having so many new ideas presented to you. Okay. Like, it's like it, you get to a point where you can have decision fatigue and where it can make it really difficult for you to understand how to get your groove back on. And that's why I love how you get everybody back on track with, um, with getting out of their unproductive groove, right? Mm -hmm. It's really not just how to be more productive in your life. I mean, I, I really, I really believe that all of us are doing the best that we can, yeah. but when you identify what is inspiring you to take action because it feels good in the body, in the mind, in your emotion, my body and soul, it really flips the, the quality of your life in such a beautiful way. So, um, so one of the things, if we could go back to just understanding what are the four primary like unproductive groups, if we could break it down a little bit, because I'm very interested in letting people understand some of these core concepts. Yeah. So the one thing before we go into that, I wanted to really yeah. reiterate what you said about the body. So I love, I love to have just people take a moment and think about a decision, big or small. Usually the big ones are more obvious, but think about where you felt. I, we call it, I've heard this before, the full body yes, the full body no, right? And when I teach this as a seminar to my students, Every single one of them has an example of a decision they made where they had a full body, yes or no. And it's not just your mind going through data. Should I do this? Should I not do this? It is a full body, yes, or a full body, no way. And that's what we're talking about. You can have those strong ones, but they're also very subtle. So that's what, if, if those of you, if people don't know about the chakra system or think about it that way, just think about how it feels when you're making a big decision and you get that full body, yes or no, and then fine tune that down to even like 
what should I have for lunch? Like tiny decisions. I I so, oh my gosh, there's the fact that you said that now I I'm actually like a certified integrative health coach. Wonderful. Yeah. I love. And so just talking about ways to create better health. Okay. This, this system can actually extend into how you make decisions for your health intuitive grocery shopping, like actually going and buying foods for the love of what is in the moment. Like, I mean, like I was like, here it is like winter. I'm, I was born and raised in California in orange County. Mm -hmm. I'm now based in Toronto. And I'm like, why is my body like craving pineapple? (laughs) It's like January. And, you know, I actually took a moment to, to look at it and it has like all these beautiful properties of digestion, you know, digestive aids and things like that. So understand that your intuition and and the concepts that you're teaching here can really be applied in in really every area. I'd say like in every area of your life, which is super beautiful. And sorry, I'll get back to your question. So the, the, but what you said is so true. I have one of those too. I was, I was craving pumpkin seeds starting like, I don't know, 18 months ago or a year ago. And so I just started (laughs) buying eating tons of pumpkin seeds. And then I had a friend say, oh, you know that pumpkin seeds are like this awesome, phenomenal food for transitioning to menopause, which I haven't done yet, but I'm, I'm in that age where it could happen. I'm like, what did my body tell me? And I just was doing it. But anyway, um, the unproductive grooves <laughs> that Kamala mentioned. Okay. So the unproductive grooves are, first of all, keep in mind that this book, the guidance groove is only about finding your authenticity and to find and live by your authenticity, you have to quiet the stories in your brain that are not true. And so to help people sort of categorize themselves, because we all like categories and lists, I set these four categories in place of unproductive groups. And I say unproductive because I don't want to call them bad or good. They're not bad. They just, they just decrease the ease with which you move through the world. And so that's what I mean by unproductive. They're not really helping you or serving you anymore. They may have at one point when you formed these grooves at a young age, potentially, but now you can let them go and you can go into the more productive like guidance group. But anyway, so the first one is inadequacy. So that's when you have a real or perceived inadequacy for the task before you. So think about when you're hired in a new job and you feel insecure and scared. Oh my God, why did they hire me? And you have self-talk messages of, am I good enough to do this? I don't know. And then when you have those self-talk messages, you might be perfectly adequate for the task in front of you, but you believe you're not. So you create things around you to kind of divert attention away from your potential inadequacies. And that creates this inauthentic way of interacting with everyone around you, including the job that you're supposed to be doing. And then the next one is obligation and obligation. The obligation group comes up when you do things out of obligation and you feel like your truest needs will be met with this idea that you're selfish. And you also get a lot of your worth out of being people sort of relying on you because you're doing all these obligations. And then, and and that's when people sort of stay in relationships or jobs much longer than they need to, because they're obligated to finish it out, but really they're just afraid to break out of that obligation and go do what's their authentic path there. It's, it's more comfortable to stay in this sort of obligation groove. And then scarcity, scarcity is very, everyone has this a little bit. I think it can be scared of fear, fear that food right. is scarce, fear that fear that love is scarce or power or money, whatever it is that you want around you 
is scarce. So you have to grab it and hold on to it. You have to prevent other people from getting it. And again, these stories in your brain are not true. And I'm, I know there's real scarcity, there's poverty, there's emotional poverty, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people who are surrounded with everything they need and they still are afraid that they aren't going to get what they want or need. And so they have these behaviors that are inauthentic. And then the last one is kind of the hardest one for me. It's the unworthy groove. And this is when you actually believe that you are not worthy to be on the earth as this beautiful human that you are. And, and in the way I view everything that's alive, we all have inner light and radiance and spark and beauty. And it's all the same. Like all of us share that. And when we believe we're not worthy, we're basically just covering up our beautiful radiance with junk and garbage and, and, and we can't find it anymore. And so part of getting to the guidance groove and learning when you're in these unproductive grooves is getting rid of this junk that you've accumulated. That's just hiding your amazing, beautiful, radiant, authentic light that is what you are. And when you hide that, then you can't move through the world in an authentic way, right? You're, 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 you're hiding it. You're, you're going through as this caricature of what you think you should be and what the voices are telling you. And, and, and you can put those aside and let your light come through. And it, and it might be this process. I give a, a story in the in the book called The Ravine. And it's- Oh, I was going to ask you about that. I was going to be like, can we talk about The Ravine? (laughs) It's such, it's a beautiful, it's like literally on my notes. I like, I I went through and I I took all these notes and everything here because there were just some specific things that I wanted to ask you about because this book is so good. Oh, I'm Um, so glad. Yeah, I really, I like, I really, I was like, you know, um, like when I started reading it, I, I I was like, man, this is so good. More people need to know about oh, this. I'm so More people need to, to get this book literally into their hands. Yeah. And so this ravine analogy, I think is really important here yes. because a lot, because why is it that we stay stuck? It is because we're, we have a fear of change. We're worried that, you know, if you're in the unworthiness that if you start to make a change and you're worthy, and maybe that relationship's not going to work out anymore, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, <laughs> and people, there's there's a fear component to the unproductive groups, and there's an ego component to each unproductive uh-huh. group. Yes, and, that's right. And, and the ego is basically just a resistance to what is. That's what ego is. It's just a resistance to what is because I got to control. I got to. I got to. Um, I got to manage whatever's around me so my ego will stay intact, right? And the ravine is. It's this idea of where where you're living at the bottom of this muddy, gross ravine and you have a house down there and it's okay, it's fine. You know, there's storms that like ruin your house every few days, the people down there, they're okay. They're not really supporting you. And you start to have this idea that if you climbed out of the ravine, it could be sunny and beautiful and calm at the top. But you have to, you have to know that there's a top to go to. That's, that's the first part of your guidance group. You have to know that you have a radiant light in you that could guide you. So that's the first thing is to recognize you can climb out of a ravine and then you start to go and nobody wants you to leave. In fact, parts of you don't want you to leave the ravine. So it's hard. So you start to climb out and it's slippery. You might fall down. People might pull you down, but you keep going. You keep going. You learn things. You keep data. You learn that things get easier. And every time you make it to the top, you look around and you're like, holy crap, it actually is way better up here. 
but then you might go back down to the ravine for a little while. And so it's just this process of working your way, like up and out and toward greater authenticity and toward those fears that are holding you down. If you, if you banish your fears or tell yourself you're bad for having them, it's not true. First of all, that's another story. You got to go toward those fears and kind of dig around in them and look at them and, and gently excavate them and love yourself through the process of pulling the garbage off of your light and just leaving it by the curb so the garbage people can come take it away. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and speaking of the garbage people taking things away, I'm a huge advocate, particularly because I do a lot of readings with people. and, And the things that comes through is that some people need specific support. And it's yes. so important to ask for help. So yes. some people like, you know, who are dealing with a loss of a loved one that was really significant in their life, they need a grief counselor. They, they need to work with somebody who can help them in a therapeutic ways. So I'm really big about understanding when you're able to work with professionals and when you, you know, how to share those discoveries or to receive help from friends or, or trusted uh, mentors, I guess we could say. Um, but it, just understanding that asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's a way to help you get support. It's sort of like, I always say to people, like I'm a Sherpa with you climbing Mount Everest. Okay. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, uh, you know, I like to hold the, the llama and like, you know, and be the, be somebody who's maybe been on the road before as, and it is being, you know, I have all the maps and tools just when I do, when I connect to source, but so do you, I'm always like, I have intuition, you have intuition. I've always said that it's not just me, but there are some people who know, okay. Like everybody knows how to run. Right. And some people know how to do a four minute mile. And I guarantee in this life, I will never run a four minute, a four minute mile. That's never happening in this life, but I can receive guidance on how to run better from people who do it better. So asking for help, which you include in this book is one of those vital ways to really get you back into living a deeply satisfied, authentic, peaceful, blissed out, you know, (laughs) life until you decide to tackle the next challenge, because there is no perfect moment of, uh, of perfect accomplishment. So for everybody who is dealing with the inadequate groove, don't think that there's ever going to be a perfect pinnacle. (laughs) And I even say this. So I say this throughout the book, but especially in the very last part, which is a little letter to the reader. Can I say, this is not about perfection. It's not a self-improvement plan. This is simply an invitation to recognize that you have light within you You've probably jumped it up with stories. This is an invitation to recognize when your stories are false and go into your authentic self. And that's all it is, is, is repeatedly reminding yourself. And, I, and there are certain things that a book is going to potentially be a, a light bulb moment for you. Oh my gosh, I, didn't ta- I have whole, each unproductive group has a section of self-talk what you tell yourself in your brain that supports your, your stories that aren't true. And so maybe this is just a wake up call. Like, Oh my gosh, I do tell myself these stories. And then like Kamala said, I am going to need a little more help than just reading this book to really break free of my stories. Maybe you had extreme trauma as a child. Well, Mm -hmm. there are awesome 
mental health healers who can help you break those stories down even faster. Maybe you can't afford it though. So you can get something like a book for $20 and, and start to do your own investigation and excavation of some of that junk that you've accumulated over time. And, and these types of books are for people who maybe they're attracted to therapy. They can't afford therapy. They don't want to go to therapy, but they know there's something bigger out there that they're missing. And, and this, this book is just a simple way to show you where your brain is just misguiding you. And I don't want to say the brain, our brains logic, it's amazing, but our brains are an amazing tool, right? Like I wouldn't be able to write science papers about what animals eat and where they go and spend their time and do conservation biology problems without my brain. I love my brain, but I recognize its limitations for living a full, full life. And again, it's not about perfection. It's about incorporating all the parts of yourself so that you can navigate the the flow of your life from a place that's not just up here. And sometimes you may get guidance that says, no way, I can't do that. Or yes, you have to go through that. And your brain's like, wait, that makes no sense. And in fact, I give examples in the book about how frequently in my life, I make a choice that makes no logical sense. But over time, you see that's what you were supposed to be doing. And so sometimes you need your logical brain to maybe collect a little more data. Maybe it's saying, I need to move to Toronto from Southern California. Something is moving there. <laughs> and you're like, but that makes no sense. I don't know. Yeah. What. And then you, then you can use your brain as a tool to gather a little more data to say, well, why is this, why is my body screaming for me to do this thing that makes no sense? Well, let's, let's use our brains to get a little more data. And then frequently that logical data you collect supports what your body has been telling you, right? And so I'm not saying just throw away your brain. I'm saying no. use your brain for what it's good for and incorporate the rest of your feeling body, your, your intuitive self, your, your, your natural spirit universe given guidance to help also navigate the flow of life. And we don't know where it comes from. Like, Science doesn't know, we have, we have so much unknown, like we know we have this connection to other living things that can't be explained. We don't even know how migration works. I, we talk about, I talk about it very briefly as an example of birds get up one day and they all move where they're supposed to go. (laughs) And nobody really understands how they learn how to do that or where that comes from, but it's an instinctual thing. And we have those same instincts and and we don't have to know where they come from or explain them to know that they work and they exist and that we use them and we can use them. And I really do believe it's connected to that inner something within all of us that we just, we forget about. And we talk ourselves out of this knowledge that we have inside of us at all times. Are you, are you interested in a reading? Because I was like, because it's really interesting. Can I ask you, is this the first type of book like this that you've written? It is. It is. Because I want to say, I I just want to say that it was a real leap of faith for you to even start to create this book, because this is actually taking you out of your comfort zone. This was also a bridge for you to to be the scientist that you are. Okay. And that it it actually was terrifying for you to work on this project. I think that you secretly worked on this project before even sharing it with like your partner or with (laughs) friends or definitely with faculty that that book wasn't shared to at least 
60% was done. I don't know. Like, and the other thing too, is that I feel really guided to tell you, get ready for the road ahead. I really believe that you are starting to understand that you're not as rejected by this process as you thought you were going to be. Does that make sense? Kamala, this whole thing (laughs) has been a wonderful exercise in coming out of hiding. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because my whole life, this has been me, authentically me. And I'm also a scientist and I'm also a mama. That's right. And I'm also all these things. And you are exactly right. (laughs) Out of hiding. Let's be authentic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so here's the thing. So I want to say that for you, uh, Mm -hmm. I see that um, you do sometimes in the past, in the past, you've become, you've, you've pivoted quite a lot in your life, but there was a bit of people pleasing, except for when it came to the bigger choices, you, uh, on the big decisions in your life, you took action, like the move from Seattle to Santa Cruz. That was that right there was you, like, you didn't have a choice. This was like, you didn't really have a choice. You just knew that you had to do it or things were just going to be horrendously a nightmare. So this is good. You saw, you, you kind of had clarity on that. And then, um, there you, you had seasons of being comfortable doing your work, learning, but this was an educational season for you, even as an educator, as an academic, this is where you are being called to now though. Let's jump into 2023 is that this book. Okay. Marks a transition with you thinking outside of academic arenas for you to make better positive impact on communities. I'm not sure if you're fully aware of that or not. (laughs) You're a very aware person. That is what, that's what the guidance has been telling me is, and the download of the book and the, there's been steps I had to take that didn't make any sense. And it was like, this is what you've been preparing for. Yeah, exactly. Into that, step into that, step into that. Absolutely. I really I have been giving, I have been getting green lights over and over and over for the last year, year and a half on this project to help me along my path of coming out of hiding. Don't worry, Carolyn, it's not going to be scary. Don't worry. And you just were another green light. So I really sincerely am grateful for that. Thank you. Yeah. And do you, do you have a book agent? I, I don't, I have a, a publicity group that I've hired. I have tons of people I've hired. And I decided not to sell the book. I, I didn't want to sell it to a, a big book company because it felt like it needed to be authentically mine, not sold to a company. So yeah, so I don't have an agent, but I, I should maybe get one. I don't know. Well, I feel guided that there could perhaps be an agent coming your way who's going to help you manage the world mm-hmm. of uh, publications so that your voice can literally get heard and, and recognized in ways like I've like to be very specific, this is the start of you building a very large public platform. Yes. Uh, I can actually even see you at a certain point being on shows like the Today Show, talking about how migratory patterns and the instincts of animals, how it plays out within our own personal lives, that we have an instinct and a draw to take certain action. And maybe that movement from Seattle to Santa Cruz was your own type of instinctual migration okay mm-hmm. within your life and i think that as the scientist that you are the beautiful logic education that you ha- have had up to this point but uh, but also the emotional intelligence has finally caught up 
right? So now it's both emotional intelligence as well as your just intelligence in general and the the aptitude to break things down into digestible pieces for other people to learn because you definitely have the gift of teaching. So your gift of teaching is now starting to reach outside of the halls of uh, institutions, okay, private institutions, because there's actually a greater calling for you to make impact on the community in general. So I feel very excited for you. I definitely see, I mean, uh, two to three more books on on this sort of topic. I don't believe that you need to rush into those ideas because everything's going to be brought to you as they will. I I think that you're intelligent enough that you've probably already started in on the next project, which is fantastic. Uh, My my only advice is that is that you allow your voice to be heard more. And um, for you, you're going to have to learn to get comfortable being on camera. Mm -hmm. You need to start creating, this is a very specific thing for you, and you need to start creating video content as you feel called to do it in your way, as you like, on your terms. You don't have to suddenly be like, you know, like all glossed out and like, you know, ready to hit I don't even know what show, like Oprah or something, but you certainly would have the capacity to tap in with celebrities like Oprah or Reese Witherspoon to have a book that would really go out and make impact on people's lives. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I feel like this book here was an act of faith and whatever this next project that you have going on, I think you need to even take it more professionally. You, know, you need to understand that this is a this is not just a whim. This isn't a random side project. I really believe that this is a new calling for you. I absolutely 100% agree with you. <laughs> and it's going to bring you greater satisfaction because like you said, this is essentially you. Um, I don't know if you if you ever read the book or saw the movie. The book was way better, but uh, Where the Crawdads Sing no, but I've heard you're the second person to recommend it. I'm going to. Yeah, you should add it. I did an audio book of it. So my dog walked this neighborhood like for hours so I could listen to that book and it's phenomenal. And it, in it is like a, like a 1950s, like Marine biologist, a female. And, um, and it, it's really beautiful. The writing itself, the words, the descriptions, the, the emotions that that book evokes about the way that we can connect to nature. And I think that this is another piece that's going to be really important to the body of your work, which is why is nature important now when laboratories have just figured out how to take a human stem cell and infuse it with a monkey and create these like monkey human, uh, whatever you call them. I literally just saw this on my feed today. Um, and they were able to live for 19 days. Right. So it's like monkey and human half monkey. I don't (laughs) Like you guys can search it. Who knows? Like, I'm just saying we are in an era of radical transformation in terms of biology. Okay. Technology. I think you should also think about the body of work that Michael Crichton created and how he has prepared us for this time point. Not that you need to write Jurassic Park five. (laughs) But I think that there's some kind of, I'm bringing out these two books and I'm not sure why I'm bringing out fiction for you, but I think it's meant to inspire your intuitive side, your emotional side. As you start to bring your true emotions to the body of work that you have, the more hearts you're going to light on fire. So lighting those hearts on fire, as well as having the grounded logical side is going to help people get into alignment, regardless of the challenges that they have in their plate. Mm-hmm. So I know people are like, well, where, where can we watch this? I'm loving this. I am too, because I'm very excited. I'm talking to somebody who literally 
is creating impact and somebody who's like on the cusp of heading towards like, I mean, even more beautiful transformation. Like I see like you doing events and workshops and like the whole full gamut. So, I mean, I could even see you like running a, a, a like taking people to the Galapagos Islands and oh talking about... <laughs> <laughs> this is so, so just so you know, this is exactly the downloads I've been getting or the vision or whatever. Yeah. And, and we did this in 2019. I took a group to Iceland and we, we called it earth connection because what you just said, I'm getting like, um, <laughs> yeah, totally. because nature. So, so when we need to get in touch with our guidance, with our intuition, with our truest selves, one of the ways we do that is by being in nature. And there's a huge body of literature in science talking about what happens to the brain when humans are exposed to nature. And it can be the plant on your back deck. It doesn't have to be like the Grand Canyon or Mount Rainier. It can be something very simple. And, yeah. and that connection to the earth is something that helps us get in touch with what is inside of us because it's the same thing that's out in, in the growing things, in nature, in beauty. It's that same energy. That energy, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we can tap into that and being in the quiet of, of nature and connecting to the earth. It does a couple of things. It helps us as humans be more authentic. And when you have a connection to the earth, you don't want to throw your plastic bag on the ground. You don't want to even use plastic bags. You want to stop using straws. You want to protect the earth when you have a connection to her. And so it's this wonderful synergy of my conservation of the earth and species and habitats work and humans, like helping humans conserve the light and the beauty and the goodness and the grace that's already inside of every single one of us, every single thing that's alive. So there's this great synergy with those. And Camilla, you say all these things and to have another human say that to me, who's a medium, and, and, and know that this freight train is barreling into me for the last yeah. two or three years, know it so deeply, but how can you say that? Because people don't believe it when you know something's coming. <laughs> I know, <laughs> yeah. People yeah. don't, they're like, what? Um, oh, anyway, so to have you say that and be sort of confirming some of the whispers I've been getting for three years is very interesting. So, um, and wait, did I, did, did, did you anticipate, did you know I was going to read you? No, I didn't did you, know that. Did you, did you, I mean, like, cause I didn't, I didn't know either. Yeah, <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah, <laughs> because, um, I was like, I was like, well, you know what? I interviewed a, a psychologist from Am Amsterdam and I was like, well, I don't think she's going to be open for a reading, but I was happy to have her on the podcast. And then she's like, well, if you ever want to give me a reading, I'm like, well, let's go, let's do it right now. <laughs> and, um, and it's really interesting because I, I never, I'm certain how people will respond to it, but obviously if you come onto this light switch, I love to give these readings to people. And, um, and for you, I feel like this is really being, this is really a call of attention. Like I, I meant to be a bringing your attention to take this seriously and to realize that you are honestly in the process of turning your dreams to reality. Yeah. And this is by actually being in flow with authenticity, which goes back to the very nature of what your book is all about, which is being in the guidance groove. Okay. Right. Okay. I just, just understanding, whoops. I just want you to understand that like even the image here. Okay. 
of like the roots. You look at your roots and it's growing even greater abundance and, and you are you're really blossoming as a tree. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how I feel about that. You know, that I have to tell you this woman who her name is Kara Reynolds and she sat in the first row of one of my biggest like hundreds of students courses a few years ago. And she was a freshman and just this bright light. And we became pals. She worked in my lab. She was got her master's degree with me. And now she's off in the world doing amazing things. And she's this beautiful artist. And I knew she was the one to do the cover. And yeah. I hired her and she made that tree. And then yeah. we tweaked it and we tweaked it. And she created that beautiful, perfect tree that's rooted yeah. and blossoming. Blossoming and, and growing. Yeah. And then the, the female or the body form is sort of incorporated into it. It's this wonderful infusion of humans and nature and growing and grounded and, and expansion. And she just hit it right on the, she's, and I knew she would, I was guided to have yeah. Yeah. So I just think you need to look, you just need to get on social media. Cause I feel like it's not your jam, <laughs> but now you're, jam. it's not your jam. It's not, it's not your jam, but, uh, but that, but I think that's great because uh, you're sort of shy still on being seen, but you need to look at what other thought leaders are doing. Okay. Like Mel, Mel Robbins, for example, she has just built such a loyal, dedicated community of individuals that want to learn and grow from her wisdom. And yeah. she's really brought a lot of positive impact into those lives. Uh, Brene Brown is somebody else that has created a loyal community. And this is the type of community I advocate you starting to connect with and that you're going to have to do it by being on camera. Like I'm, yeah. I'm still live here on TikTok. You know, everybody is like, I cannot wait for this to publish on YouTube <laughs> where they can watch you or listen to this on my, on the podcast. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited for you. Don't forget me. <laughs> oh my god! I, I, I have. So, I have. I would never. You just. No. When I even saw your, when I when because I this is so interesting. You're saying all this because um, I could have kept this quiet and just sure. written it, but I couldn't say no to writing it because it was coming through so intensely. Love it. And. I was forced to hire a publicist, Kamala. Like that sounds crazy to me. And I, <laughs> I know. the guidance was like, you have to do this. You cannot hide this light under a bushel, girl. You, I know. Need, to, you need to. And so this is yeah. part of the process. And when yeah, I saw it that, is. The, yes. And when I saw that I was going to be with you, I did a little homework on you. And the moment I opened your page, the whole part <laughs> of me was like, oh, this is awesome. It was just so great. And so- yeah. Just so you know, I'm going to say it again. Thank you for being a green light and yeah. thank you for your wisdom and your guidance. And yeah. having, this is another thing about you. You mentioned this at the very beginning, asking for help. So oh, yeah. finding, finding your authentic voice, yeah. knowing you have an authentic voice, then learning to trust it, learning to listen to it, learning to trust it sometimes requires help. And I'm that, glad you're saying that. Yes. And that help. When you truly want to be authentic and you truly want this path, the help will cross your path and True. pay attention for it because you will yeah. get the people in your life who you yeah. need to go the next step forward. And sometimes 100%. you don't get to see the map until right before you make the step or That's right, right. as you're making the step, you get to see the map and those yeah. people around you can help be your map 
readers with you. And, and right. I swear, the when you set your intention for the best and highest good, and you set ground your intention in that authenticity, the right people will cross your path, and they will help you do exactly what you need to do. And then the next right person will come along, and the next right person. And that's just yeah. that's how it will. That's how you'll help keep navigating the flow. So uh, just to say, so beautiful, everything that you just said, mm-hmm. 100% ask for help. I yes. think you're a little bit blocked on the uh, traditional route of publishing, but I want you to actually, I, my belief is that a, an agent will be coming in and okay. there's no reason why your concepts can't be New York Times bestselling. Yeah, that's true. I mean, really, why not? But, you know, do it because it's fun. You know, it's not because like, oh, I got to be number one on the New York Times bestseller. Who cares? That I, I need has- I need to be number one on Amazon books. Like, it doesn't matter. Really, all, what I'm wanting you to understand is that that I believe that as you start to get into this and you get even more lit up, the, the financial piece is going to be beautiful for you. All right. You don't have to worry about that. It's good. Like I'm the type of person that wants to encourage light workers like you. Okay. To, to step into that abundance and claim it because it's important for you to have those resources that, so that you can actually stage events, other opportunities, or for you to get into real research and development on whatever the next book is. So I I just want to say, so, so really embrace that financial piece because for whatever reason, I'm just being told to, to, I'm just, sharing with you that a book agent, you know, your PR, your PR gal is amazing. She's super wonderful. She's good at what she does. But, uh, but I also think a book agent will be able to help get better reach yeah. on this. And you hundred percent love, you need to, to, you need to start a TikTok account and you need to go for hashtag book talk. Okay. okay. It's changing the publishing world. And if you don't yeah. believe me, then just research it online for yourself. Oh, I, uh, absolutely. Colleen, yeah. Hart, what is Colleen Harding, is that the woman who's She's written so many books and TikTok has just sent her through the roof. And anyway. yeah, yeah. There's so many breakout. There's people who wrote books back in like 2014 that suddenly the, the like they cannot keep the series like on shelves and people are like buying it out on Amazon. And really it's for the love of reading. And people are really into like, you know, the printed book, right? I, I happen to have a digital copy because this was made more sense because of like timing. Uh, but I, I believe that like, I think that I'm just, I'm going to just take another leap here, but I do believe that this next book for you is going to take elements that are here and you're going to find a way to be able to speak to even more, like, I think it's like a, it's like a refinement of what you have here, but you're going to build upon it. Right. It's sort of like, this is the foundation for this new path that you're traveling. This book, the guidance, the guidance groove is the, the path. And I'm really excited to see what you're going to be building next, but don't be scared of the book agent. Don't be scared uh, to send to research agents on your own and look for people in the area that have already sold books that are very similar to this and and that you like how those authors were managed if you have the right relationship mm-hmm. then then having an agent would make sense but uh you know one one step at a time and the more that you're in the present and you're just really loving life and you're authentic and you've got your groove on how can you go wrong exactly <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah, for sure. So I've, those are all the downloads that I have for you right now. How can people get a hold of your book, The Guidance Groove? Yeah, so it comes out officially February 6th and oh. it will be everywhere. And then you can always go to guidancegroove.com 
and sign up and I'll send a note to everyone when it's actually officially published. And um, literally, I'm literally so excited. I can't even tell people enough how much I reckon I, I recommend this book. And um, I go live all the time on TikTok. I'm always showing books that I think will help people transform their life. And this is one book that I'm adding to my shelf where I show people. So thank you so much for taking time to join me. Um, I'm so excited for this to, to publish and for people to really think, how can I be authentic and how can I get my groove back on? Absolutely. So <laughs> thank you so much. Yay, have absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Have a beautiful day. It was my joy to connect with you. And for everybody else who's hanging out with me, um, you can also join my email list or go to camelahurley.com if you discovered me via um, you know. I think my Wi-Fi literally just went out. I got you back, got you back <laughs> now. That's it. I was like, I think my Wi-Fi just went out. That's how you know the universe is saying it's time to move on. <laughs> okay, have a good day, okay? Cheers. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.